Something exciting is unfolding here in the outstation of Gavawanamyor in the heart of Arnhem Land, 400 kilometres east of Darwin. We're preparing for the Bordomo ritual, a ceremony last performed two generations ago. It's described by the oldest generation as a game played when they were children. It connects them with this place, this honey dreaming country. The process began a week ago when matriarch Godjan announced a field trip. Elders, rangers, plus three girls, about 10 to 12 years old, piled into two troopies and drove out of camp. We head due south on a jeep track that slices through open forest. After about 20 minutes we slow and plunge into a fast-flowing stream about a metre deep. I follow Bulan, the only other male, with my video camera rolling as he follows the bank upstream and selects a paperbark tree. Using the axe left and right, he makes a zigzag cut in the bark as high as he can reach, circling the tree. Then he does it again at knee height. He calls over Galijan, one of the students, to use the axe head as a wedge and peel off a large cylinder of bark, about 30 centimetres thick. Meanwhile, the rangers are off looking for young stringy bark trees, removing strips of bark a metre or two in length and about three centimetres wide. We all arrive back at the roadside at the same time and drop the bark supplies beside Godjan, who is sitting on a mat in the shade. She sets to work. She fingers the edge of the paper bark and peels off a five millimetre sheet. Galijan, the most forthright of the girls, quickly moves to take off the next sheet, but it comes apart in her hands to a mix of scolding and laughter from the women. Meanwhile, Bulan and his wife Bangadijan have dragged the first sheet away. They sit working on it, rolling it into a tight cylinder, then bending it into an oval. Bangadijan is my classificatory sister, and as I'm a ring-in, the taboo on communication doesn't apply, and we talk often. I feel for her when matriarch Gotjan says she is doing it wrong. At least, that's what I guess from the tone of the gunwok sounds coming from Gotjan. Once Bangadijan shapes it right, she calls over another of our siblings, another Bangadijan, and wraps the oval round her face, adjusts the size of it, and deftly ties it with the stringy bark string that the other girls, Nagojok and Nagangila, have been making with the rangers. The oval of paper bark is soon wrapped tight with stringy bark, so we have a solid oval, a rolled up sheet of paper bark bound in stringy bark. A cross piece of paper bark roll is fitted between the furthest points of the oval. This too is wrapped and the headdress is complete. The oval fits snugly around Bangadijan's face, with the cross piece vertically bisecting her face. From where she's sitting, Godjan points to, at the left and right sides and speaks one of the few English words I hear from her, bee. I see the representation of the bee's eyes. Bangadijan jumps up and swaggers around the group in a slight crouch, swinging both arms left, both arms right, lunging, clutching thin air and casting it down. The women are in uproar, falling about. Bulan explains that she is performing the ritual in which children are grabbed by the mask-wearing elder and thrown to the ground. He explains they light a bonfire and the children dance around it singing and the so-called Bordomo man runs out and grabs them. It brings out the native bees which don't sting, lots and lots of bees buzzing round. It makes the children happy, makes the bees happy and makes more honey. We can send that honey wherever we want, by naming those other places. We return to camp with more bark supplies, then, two days later, demonstrate the process to the younger children. Soon we'll have enough masks for each one. 
I think it's not the exact ritual, but Gotjan is redesigning it to be maximally entertaining for the children. Each one will wear a Bodomo mask. We'll do this honey ritual next weekend, or thereabouts. As I said, it hasn't been done for at least two generations. There's an interesting version of the observer effect going on here. Godjan knows that much of this cultural knowledge will pass with her, and the presence of a Westerner with a video camera is an opportunity to document it. Also, I see something new in Bulan and Bangadijan. They see my interest, and that of a handful of other Europeans here, our recognition of the value of their knowledge, and they seem excited to share it. Just this morning I delivered some questions to Bulan and he agreed to be interviewed next week. But two hours later he reappeared with a new plan. We went to the spring, brought Godjan over in the trippy, spread out a mat, and instead of me interviewing Bulan in English, Bulan took out my English questions and interviewed Godjan in Gunwok with me looking on behind the video camera. My task in the coming days is to find someone to help me transcribe and translate this interview. I might formulate some new questions, and I'll need to be ready with my gear for the next time someone comes to my camp and calls out my name. Bangadi?